Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. We have a very, very special episode today. A fellow Bachelor podcast is joining me and I am so excited to talk about all the podcasts that have come out about Peter and Kelly and Hannah and Tyler and all of that. Bachelor Nation is blowing up right now. So I reached out to Eddie and said, hey, can we please chat? There's so much tea. We got to start spilling it. He is here for our enjoyment. Super excited. His name is Eddie Ravert and he's from Rosebud's podcast. Eddie, welcome. Erin. Yes, I love it. How are you? I'm good to talk tonight. There's so much, you know, for being the off season and Claire's and uh, season not airing or filming right now. I mean, the tea and the gossip and all the sleuthing that we just needed to talk about right now is very is, is a lot to talk about. It is piping hot, and it's so fun because today was like Peter Podcast Day. Like it should be National Peter Podcast Day. I have never seen more just hype of one person being on like four different podcasts, the biggest podcasts out there, right? We've got Nick Vial's podcast, Val Falls. We have Bachelor Happy Hour. We have Caitlin's Off the Vine. And then the fourth one, what, who am I missing? There's one more. Almost Famous. Yes, Ben and Ashley's Almost Famous. But here's my whole thing. So this is a little background about me. My day job is like in PR and media, right? So I'm just trying to figure out the strategy of like, ABC, Warner Brothers, whoever, why are we doing four on one day? Why are we releasing four? There's got to be like some back end to all of this or something they're trying to hide or there's some strategy. Why the hell would you drop four podcasts in one day? Something's up. So when Caitlin was on her live, she was saying how it's so cutthroat in Bachelor podcast world right now to get an interview with Peter, to really get an interview with anybody who's in the spotlight currently, right? So I think what happened is... I think Nick's was the first one that he recorded, but everybody's came out today, and I think that was because they didn't want to favor anyone over anyone else, is what it sounded like. But yeah, it's a lot. That's like eight hours of podcasts. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, that's very good insight, Aaron. Great job uh, bringing <laughs> that to the table. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, we know this more than anyone. Like, I always joke, like, if I were to start a Bachelor podcast now, it'd be so tough. Like... When I started, uh, when we started Rosebuds and, you know, Nick Vial season, like, we would get anyone, anyone and everyone. Now they're cracking down, and unless you're one of the top four, it's, like, kind of, like, a bit obnoxious, but I always joke we're the bad boys of the Bachelor world. They kind of cut us off a little bit, so we're doing some of our own podcast guests and doing back channels to get them on. But, yeah, no, the grind is real. Oh, my God, I love it. I cannot wait to hear all about how Rosebuds came to be, and you guys are just doing amazing things. I'm so excited for you guys. But before we we do i want to get into your background so when did this all happen i'd love to know yeah no i love telling the story i don't unfortunately get to tell it enough i i personally find it interesting i'll try to keep it short so my background is radio i was on radio in philadelphia and on the east coast for a while so kind of had that radio personality did it in college so i always had that Moved to Chicago for a couple of years for work. I do have like a regular job. That's my big thing. My friends like joking with me about is, <laughs> is the Bachelor podcast your real job? Like, no, unfortunately, I, I have a day job like like everyone else, and we kind of do this on the side, and it's a nice side hustle. But when I moved home, it was like the big podcast boom, and I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I still have this itch. I really wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't just want to be that kid. You know, it's like, oh, I'll start a podcast. It will be great. I like put some thought behind it, so. 
enter Rosebud's, basically, I, I don't, I can't tell you the exact moment, but I was watching the show. I've been watching the show religiously, and I think it's the best entertainment on TV. And I'll challenge anyone that thinks otherwise with that. <laughs> yes. But uh, I was watching it one day, and with my sister, I was like, "Lynn, this is it! Like, let's start a Bachelor podcast." She's like, "All right." My thought process was, if eight million, you know, between six and eight million people are watching the show a night, like. There's already a built-in audience, right? Mm -hmm. Bachelor podcasts weren't that huge yet, so I thought, all right, let's get in on the ground level. I think we started even before Ashley, I, and Jared. I think Caitlin's the only older one, and maybe Olivia Caridi. So that was another thought process. And then I was like, well, my sister is like the best co-host ever. She knows more historical knowledge about this show than anyone I've ever met. And then if you take my perspective of it, where it's cynical and sarcastic and I kind of drive it and bring the humor, like that clash of opinion and just the brother-sister combo is what led me to start it. So like all good podcasts, we started on my sister's kitchen table. We put a... <laughs> usb plug-in mic and we just talked recaps for 50 minutes and we put it on facebook and like 100 people listened to it so then after next season i was like lynn let's let's go for it so we invested in the equipment and the studio and all that and just started reaching out to guests diggy moreland shout out to diggy moreland he was our first guest he's been on a couple times we're good friends and then we just like grew from there we started being talked about in us weekly and people and breaking news and like reality steve was crediting us and and the morning toast and then honestly there we just started getting scoop city and growing from there so uh we're still growing and doing it but it's um it's been it's been a grind but it's so much fun Oh my God, it's so much fun being a podcaster. I agree with you. First of all, congratulations. That's a hell of a journey. And I definitely look up to you guys. Podcast goals right there. I think that what you said, like you got in right at the ground level. And I wish I had kind of thought about being more Bachelor focused. So we actually started uh, last year. And this is my new podcast that kind of spun off from the other podcast, Mimosa Mamas. And we were very blessed to have none other than Ben Higgins be our first guest, basically. Whoa. Right? I know, right out the wow. gate. Shout out to my amazing brother-in-law, Seth, who was his videographer. Everyone's like, I know, we've heard this story. But hey, Eddie hasn't, so I'm just filling him in, yeah. guys. Yeah, we were just in Denver at my brother-in-law's wedding, and he just casually mentioned, oh yeah, I saw Ben the other day, and I'm like, Ben who? Ben Higgins? excuse me so it kind of went on from hey did you know that I like have a podcast and I'm a huge bachelor fan from season one I'm an OG and so from then it opened the door to all these other amazing interviews and I think that when you were starting out you're just like what am I doing you know these people are like real now and I can have conversations and ask them all the things that I've ever wondered and it's so much fun and I've been able to attend bachelor events and meet other people. Everyone in Bachelor Nation, I'm sure you can testify as well, that they are amazing. They're so sweet, kind, down-to-earth, sincere, generous with their time. Wonderful, wonderful people, right? Um, I would challenge you on that a little bit, Actually, <laughs> We've had um, – the majority oh, no. of that is true, but we've ran into some absolute duds and people that just straight up honestly kind of suck. And I'm talking about none of the real popular ones. It's the ones that like are a quote unquote reality star and do the other shows and on MTV oh. and all that. And they're just I'm like, get over yourself. So majority of them are great and normal guys. Um, but yeah, some do kind of suck. I'll be honest. Are you going to name drop Eddie or are we going to, we're just going to move on? 
Uh, I will gladly tell anyone if they want to slide into our DMs, Rosebud's podcast, but uh, <laughs> for now, we'll see. Or we'll see how the interview goes. Okay, okay, sounds good. I'll give a little bit. If you listen back to some of our early-ish episodes, there's a couple people in there that you can even tell, like, one of them got in a fight with my sister, and it was just, like, very <gasps> bizarre, so, Woo! Yeah. Okay, I got to check that out for sure. Guys, go and listen to these former episodes then for the tea. So I want to know, what are you thinking about what has happened since the finale? It has been insane. Got to get your input on this. You know, what has been like the most shocking? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I really think right now, obviously, given all that's going on in the world, and then we look at Bachelor World, I mean, it's really just the battle of quarantine crews, right? Is it (laughs) Hannah B and Tyler, or is it Kelly, Dustin, Peter? Like, which team are you on? Like, that's honestly, what is anyone else doing? Like, I haven't heard, I haven't talked about anything else in the Bachelor World other than the quarantine crews. So, So I mean, I just think, again, I look at it a little bit differently like what hannah and tyler are doing i guess maybe now they're not doing it or whatever again just pure genius like both mega mega superstars they know exactly what they're doing and they're probably having a great time and also uh they're probably helping each other out both are going through very hard times with family issues so them coming together is awesome then you have the chicago quarantine crew who's clearly (laughs) trying to jump on but like painting their own path i'm like here for it i can't get enough of it i'm like i tweeted the other day i'm dangerously close to downloading a tiktok just so i can like learn how to do all this stuff that they're doing i know it's so addicting and just watching them i mean i love when they're posting their stories and we can just be a part of their life i don't know if you watched last night when peter did the mcdonald's challenge that was such good entertainment i mean i was glued my kids are like mom it's bedtime i'm like hey y'all are good just just keep watching your tv i mean we're good you know and i'm a i'm a sleep coach so that's a big deal like i'm usually just like clockwork but i could not take my eyes off of what was going on it was just fascinating and i was riveted and i mean shout out to peter for eating what was it four was it double quarter pounders three double quarter pounders a quarter pounder, 20 nuggets, see if I can remember, four large drinks, two large fries. That's it, right? I think that was all. I'll take your word for it. I mean, (laughs) eating any amount of McDonald's, you know, kudos to you, you know what I mean? But like eating that gross amount, and it also just probably shows to show you that, like how bored are we right now that (laughs) Peter eating McDonald's is what's entertaining us. Even like another thing, I just spent 30 minutes watching the guy from Barstool Sports open up packages on Instagram Live and 60,000 people were watching. I'm like, Jesus, like we need to like something needs to happen. I'm not surprised in the least though. (laughs) Not in the least. But hey, I mean, he he was getting donations from random people and some some really, really big people too and raised $15,000 for the American Red Cross. So yeah. yeah, we were watching him eat McDonald's, but look what happened. Look what all the good happened from it. So I thought that was yeah. amazing. You had the nose on the head. They're using our platform to do good. That's great. I mean, Peter is like the prototypical white guy dancing, and I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> I love Peter's TikToks. Honestly, hand to God, I would rather watch Peter's TikToks than Tyler's. I, I swear to you. 100, oh, that's a juicy take. 100%. Because he is so earnest. And it's like he knows he's not great, but he's trying. And I appreciate that. I really do. Tyler's like, look at me. Look at me. Like, I I don't love that. And same with Hannah B. Like, they're both kind of like, yeah, we know we're good. I mean, Hannah B won Dancing with the Stars. Of course she's going to be amazing. And yes, of course, I'm watching them. But Peter's like the underdog. So I'm so team Peter all the way. 
Yeah, no, I, I support it, and I'm with you on that. I mean, it even gets into, which, you know, as a podcast host, excuse me if this I'm using as a segue, which I'm sure I'll talk about, but <laughs> even when Kelly came out today in one of their 8,000 interviews, like, Peter, non-Bachelor, non-TV show Peter, is much normal and much more relatable than the one we saw on the TV show, and I think that's sticking out with these videos. Oh, absolutely. He just is like the boy next door. I mean, that's why they did the full house video, right? He's like literally the boy next door. And I am so angry that people are knocking him for his magic tricks. They are so entertaining and they're so fun to watch. My kids are obsessed. They just want to watch Peter do magic all day long. It's adorable. I love it. Yeah, and genius on him. Who the hell else out there? He's finding his niche is doing shitty magic tricks on the internet to entertain us. (laughs) I fucking love it. But I have to say something. When he was silent, and he was silent for a good, what, week after, maybe even longer, I finally just made a story, and I was like, we miss Pete. What's Pete doing? How is he? I kid you not, five minutes later, he posted that magic trick. And he saw my story. So I'm just saying, you're welcome. It's you. Aaron, you are the reason why we're getting Magician Peter. Take all credit for it. When he goes on tour, <laughs> when he goes on tour and he starts having Las Vegas residencies oh. and doing stuff with Penn and Teller, you are the reason for it. Stop. Were you in my dreams last night? Like, you got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I'm living for all of it. So we have to touch on, obviously, what were your thoughts when you saw that picture of Peter with Kelly over his shoulder, you know, playing airplane in Chicago. What What were your thoughts? So it's funny you say that because, one, again, I used to live in Chicago, and the area that they were hanging out is like a tourist area. It's not like the cool area to be hanging out. So I feel like they wanted to be seen. So I'm woke on that. Ah. Um, two, that was the peak of when we're supposed to be social quarantining, and that not a good look, Peter and Kelly. But, like, I'm not going to fault them for that. And then three, like, They're clearly so together, and whether they want to say they're together, they're not together. I mean, come on. I I had an interview with um, Elise from Colton Season last night, and she was like, hey, like, you need human companionship at this point. So they're living together. They got Dustin involved. I interviewed Dustin a couple weeks ago in Chicago in person and got some nice tea then, which I would love to catch up with them now. But, like, uh, you know kudos to them i mean if they're both quarantined or i I call it quarantine people give me shit for that because i can't pronounce anything (laughs) i love that uh uh, but yeah no i i mean i i just think they knew what they were doing so it's funny because peter said today in one of the many many podcasts he said that when those pictures came out literally there were thousands of people there nobody was even paying attention to anything that was going on yet and they had not shut that area down So he was like, you know, we tried to put hats on, glasses on. Like, we were not trying to be like, hey, look at us, world. Yeah, that was his take anyway. So that's that's my little defense Yeah, so he says. I mean, come on. Come on. These guys are smart. Okay, and then I do have to say that that Peter admitted that he has a crush on Kelly, which is absolutely adorable. And uh, I love that. So he said they're taking it slow, which also I love having that friendship foundation. I have to put it out there, though. Have you seen Kelly's TikToks, like past TikToks? Have you seen any of those? No, enlighten me. Okay, so there is a TikTok, and I'm going to put in my stories tonight because it is so beautiful. It is of her skateboarding alone. It looks like California. Like, it does not look like Chicago at all. It looks like L.A. Like, it's very California to me. And she's just on this straight road, and the sky is gorgeous, 
and it, she just looks so cute. And I feel like the song, because the song is like, could you love me? Would you love me? Like it was very romantic and sweet. And I feel like Peter was behind her filming it because it was two people skateboarding, right? You couldn't see who was filming it, obviously. But it was her skateboarding in front of him, I'm going to assume. It was beautiful. It almost made me tear up. It was that I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. It was so, so beautiful. And then I look back and I'm like, March. This was in March. So it's very, very possible that was happening. See, Erin, this is why the Bachelor world is so grateful for you. That is the type of sleuthing and reporting that we need. I mean, you're you're absolutely (laughs) right. He had to have been there. Are you kidding me? Especially if that was around the time when she – wasn't she at after the final rose? Like, I mean, come on. She was. And, you know, they did see each other at the Super Bowl weekend in Miami – they're both saying that nothing happened. But he did say that he reconnected, you know, with her. I don't know. I mean, I, I that's my gut feels that way. And I'm going to post that story so you guys can see it because it is so beautiful. Her TikTok is so beautiful. I loved it. No, please do. All right. Here's the thing. Oh, we all love Peter. I'm going to call him out. All right. Bullshit, Peter, that one, <laughs> you guys didn't hook up or do anything when you met at that magical hotel room. Two, you definitely hooked up, got together at the Super Bowl Miami. And then what you're saying, this thing about when you're hanging out in March, now all of a sudden you're flying to Chicago. Listen, like, I get flying to see someone, but you don't fly to be quarantined with someone <laughs> when you are just, like, want to be friends. Like, come on. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think they're totally, like, listen, they're two adults, beautiful adults. They better be hooking up. Like, if they're living like this, like, come on, you know? Well, and they have incredible chemistry. You know, it would be really hard. Like, I put myself in her shoes, and I'm thinking, there's no way. You know, that just, there's just no way. But I get it. I mean, they want to take things slow, and, and he keeps saying he loves her company, and she's going through a lot family-wise, and he felt like it was better to not be in L.A. with his older parents when he's still flying, which I thought was very considerate, right? So to be kind of having a home base in Chicago for him made more sense. Plus, I used to be a flight attendant. Chicago is a huge hub, so probably a lot of his flights are coming in and out of Chicago. I think it made a lot of sense. I'm like, that's actually really, really smart. And people are giving him shit for, you know, not paying attention to the quarantine. Well, he's at least not bringing everything back to his parents that are over 60. So I got to give him props for that, Eddie. Good point. I'm also, again, going to stick with this. Oh, I get to go be trapped with a beautiful girl for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. And that's uh, everything else lines up. Sure. That's I'm going to do it. But you actually brought up a good point, Aaron, about, and it's something, again, that I forget someone asked him, again, on his 8 million interviews he did today, <laughs> about, like, do you know Kelly more than you knew Hannah Ann? And he, like, did not hold back. He's like, oh, absolutely I do. Like, yeah. they spent more time together than the woman he was proposed to, which is just so ass backwards. But I thought that was interesting. It's insane. But I love that he owned the fact that he should not have proposed to Hannah Ann because I felt like he's never really admitted that. And for him to admit that, I was like, kudos on you because you knew that was not the right thing to do. But I think that in hindsight, he had hoped or he said that he hoped that he would have not proposed but continued the relationship to see, you know, how it would blossom organically, I guess, or naturally when the cameras were gone. This whole thing with Hannah B and the closure that never came from it and that was so badly needed and now hearing that Hannah B actually reached out to him and not the other way around, Hannah Ann made it seem like Peter reached out to Hannah B, which is not the case. Peter said Hannah B slid into his DMs and said that she was checking on him to make sure he was okay after seeing first couple episodes. And so it was her. It was her. It was not him. 
I just want to make that very clear. Yeah, I mean, Hannah Brown is so whack. I'm so over her little, like, <laughs> act, and she had her time. And no, I mean, like, come on. Like, why did you have to go back on the show? Um, I'm just so over the Hannah Brown situation in general, to be honest. I, you know, I don't know if you've read, and we'll get back to what's going on, but I don't know if you've read Colton's book yet. Colton's book really changed my mind about her, I have to be honest. Colton said that she came back when he was in Alabama with Hannah G., she came back and she was like, why would you cut me? You know, she demanded answers. She demanded closure. We never knew that, right? Colton basically just kind of spilled the tea on that. And he basically said that she was saying to him, you know, you'll never find anyone like me and no one's better than I am and you're going to regret this and da, 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 you know, just really just laying into him. I didn't like hearing that. I felt like that was really kind of a test of her character. I yeah I'm with you again like I think like most of them are maybe not I don't know if this is a hot take but like I very publicly loved Hannah Brown I loved the southern thing I loved the beauty pageant thing like I, lo- I was all in on it Same. but then like that wore off I heard a ton of things from a ton of different people in the bachelor world outside the bachelor world that I'm just like so over the Hannah Brown thing and now if you're saying this thing from Colton's book that ironically we didn't see on TV like I think the gig is up, sister, honestly. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. So it's interesting. I mean, oh, if you have not heard Colton's book, you need to definitely check that out. Plus, if you get the Audible, he's like talking to you, which I mean, come on, girls, go get that book. Like you can hear Colton talk to you for six and a half hours. Like when is that going to happen? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was talking to someone the other day, like there's so many Bachelor books, like some are great. Don't get me wrong. Andy Dorfman's books are top of the list. Amy Kaufman's book, top of the list. But some are straight up duds. So to hear you having such a positive reaction to Colin's book, and it sounds like there's a lot of juicy tea in it. Trust me, it'll it'll be on my list. Don't worry. Oh, good. There's a lot of football talk, just FYI. So you guys can... Oh, you like it? Okay, good. Okay, I didn't know. Oh, I get so much shit from our Rosebuds audience, like towards the end of interviews. Like if we interview a guy that was a former football player, former baseball player, or like a a sports anchor, I'm like, all right, now's the point where Eddie gets to talk about sports for five minutes. So if you're not happy with it, (laughs) tune out. There's football talk. I am not a sports girl. I married my husband for many, many reasons. One, he does actually resemble Peter. That's probably top on the list. But... I yeah go check out my profile you'll see I'm not kidding someone actually called me out on a bachelor group Facebook group they're like oh she's got Peter's back because look what her husband looks like and I'm just like whoa whoa okay calm down guys it's so funny Love that. right um but and we're Aaron and Aaron we're both Aaron we're Aaron and Aaron oh my god yes yes A and E so he's the arts and I'm definitely the entertainment hands down <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> So moving on, here's a funny thing to me. Clay was seen with Peter and Kelly and Dustin, right? Both of them say that Kelly and Peter are together. And yet <laughs> today they're emphatically saying they're not dating. So is that kind of strange? Like, don't you think that Peter probably should have said, hey, Dustin said this because, you know, or Clay said this because of this reason. I thought that was strange. So, here, yeah, no, I hear you. Here's what I think. I think they are certainly, like, you know, how kids date kids. People date nowadays. <laughs> they like, kids. Oh, we're hooking up or we're talking. I think they're doing that. And all the questions today were, like, are you guys dating? So I'm sure they haven't had the, we're official boyfriend-girlfriend talk, so he didn't lie about it. But oh, okay. to the friends, like, oh, we're talking, 
Rosebud's again, our audience knows my thoughts on her. Ashley, I was the only one that said, so wait, have you guys, are you kissing quarantine buddies? And that gave him a little bit of discomfort. So I think the writing's on the wall there. Uh, He he blocked and bridged, which is a term I use in in my (laughs) my career. And then was like no comment or i don't i'm not going to talk about that so, oh I mean. wow okay well during the challenge last night everyone's like hey we'll donate 50 bucks if you kiss her you know on camera and he just like completely ignored so did kelly i mean they both ignored it so it's pretty funny but we'll see what happens i really am rooting for these two i think they're absolutely adorable together kelly also went in on the end of the almost famous podcast today destroying the production did you hear about this so I heard about something being in a closet for three hours. Yeah, I saw that headline, but I don't know about that. But she went in on production, which, like, you know, major no-no when you're under contract, as, oh, as me yeah. and you both probably realize that. Yes. And said how, she, like, Peter was being manipulated, and she was so vocal that <gasps> she didn't like how he was being manipulated. And the Peter that I met in the hotel was not the Peter that I met. And when they went on their one-on-one date, like, out of nowhere, after the one-on-one date, there was problems. And she just, like completely hated it wanted to let him make his own decision and it was so obvious that someone somewhere i'm sure multiple people were in his ear like kind of preventing him from being himself so i thought that was super juicy yeah definitely well you guys go listen to almost famous with ben and ashley my pal ben and my pal ashley oh my god i love them both so much the bachelorette has been obviously it's on hold indefinitely i feel like right now what do you think about claire being the bachelorette though and do you think that she'll remain the bachelorette and i love that they've recasted her men yeah that's super interesting am i like ecstatic about it no um am i happy i I love when they dip back like to the retro people so i respect that personally i wanted tia i think tia would be great i was i you know old error for the bachelor world she has a great backstory she, everyone loves her i think i was really rooting for her i'm gonna watch it i don't i don't know what's gonna happen because i hate to say it but they're not gonna like postpone the bachelor filming to replace it with the bachelorette i just don't think that's gonna happen the falls the prime tv spot the bachelor we all know is like the king of the bachelor franchise so I, i'm just like afraid maybe they film it in the summer or it's shorter i don't know what's gonna happen and that's my take on Claire. I'm excited. She's she's phenomenal television. Do not get me wrong. Oh, and, for sure. You know, the whole Benoit thing or whatever that French guy was was so juicy. So I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm all over it. And plus, she's from Sacramento, which is just like an hour from me. And she's done my friend's hair before. I mean, she's an incredible hairstylist. And they've met her and said she's super sweet, down-to-earth, kind, you know, very unassuming, like just a real sweet girl. Lady, I should say. Yes. She's my age. I don't know. I mean, she's my age. but It's actually funny you say that about like her living in Sacramento, living her life, being a hairstylist. Because I don't know if you saw this, but half of the rumors out there, like two days before, was like, oh, like Claire canceled or, or notified all her clients that yes. she was going away for a little bit and then chris harrison was seen like we got to do something about the bachelorette's dog so like the <laughs> fact that they try to keep this so under wraps but the sleuths of bachelor world found it out was truly amazing oh my god they are on it at all times and i'm just like trying to learn you know their ways we all are right we're all trying to figure out like okay what's going on reading between the lines and all of that but yeah i cannot wait for her season because we haven't had anyone of her age range and i'm so happy that they're not going to have 23 year old guys on there because i think that's absolutely ridiculous i mean seriously 23 i just yeah no they don't they need to be at least 25 i think youngest 25 cut off do you think so um boy i don't know the some of the younger ones give us the drama like we wouldn't have demi 
We wouldn't have, I mean, Lauren Burnham was young, too. We wouldn't have Becca, little Becca, um, to mandate a cutoff. I don't know. I think maybe limit it, sure. Need some of the drama players. But to have a season of men in their twenty older 20s and 30s would be much more realistic. So, yeah. actually, Aaron, you'd be a good one to talk about this. I have this debate with my sister on our podcast all the time. Do you think there's any strategy behind bringing in an older bachelorette or an older lead? Because some of the people that are in, like, your age range that have been with the show forever are like, all right, screw this, I'm done with the 23-year-olds, and, like, we need to get that audience back. I wonder if that played into the casting of Claire at all. 100%. Yes. Chris always says, we listen to Bachelor Nation. And everyone is saying that everybody in Peter's season, well, not everybody, but a majority of them were very, very young. And a lot of that drama, as you said, the young ones do bring the drama. Absolutely, they do bring the drama. We want a real love story here. We have not had a, a true love story since whose season? It's been years. So, like Sean Lowe. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah, yes, yes. And we're, you know, we're thrilled for Ben and Jess because now they're, you know, having that love story. But it wasn't on his season, right? It wasn't on his season. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's really where that's all coming from. And the seniors, you know, the seniors version is coming out at some point. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about like, what, 2025 at this point? I don't know. But whenever it comes out, you know, I'll be interested to see that too because it's it's just different. And it's kind of harking back to the Tristan Ryan and, you know, the from the very, very beginning. Did you watch from the very beginning? Oh, I vividly remember the first season with Alex and everything, and and of course I watched. I was so young, but that see that's why like I wanted to do the podcast with my sister because when it started, she was like in the prime years of like being relatable to all these people, and then you know of course mm-hmm. I watched it for the beautiful women and the trashy TV. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm I've been watching it forever. Oh, that's awesome. Funny you say that about the seniors. So me and my sister, again, is my co-host. We have this talk all the time. She had, like, the greatest line about it. I was like, Lynn, like, what are you thinking about the seniors? And she's like, well, it depends. If it's seniors, if they're using the word seniors in quotes as, like, and this is her, this is what she said. She's like, if it's Chris, who's 48 and on his second wife, like, I'm not going to be excited about it. But if, <laughs> if it's seniors that are, like, 80 and their dentures are falling out, then I'm excited for it. Right? So. I was talking to Jared Freed last night, and he was like, give me the divorced women that – just know what they want. They don't care about getting married, that they've already done that, been there, done that. And they're just laser focused on like finding that guy to spend the rest of their life with. And I'm like, yes, yes, that, yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Jared because I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yep. Anything else we can chat about for Bachelor Nation? I mean, I mean, always that answer, Aaron, is always yes. But I am like, <laughs> I for some reason, and in my own boxing corner, I am like going on the offensive. I am very excited for Listen to Your Heart. I don't know if the world is. It is literally Bradley Cooper movie. Oh, shit. With Lady Gaga. It's that movie. Stars Born. Minus, yes. But you know it's going to be a train wreck. You have these artisanal people that are, you know, very emotional. So I think it's just going to be so juicy. And I want to know, why is Bachelor Nation not as excited about it? Like, I'm so pumped up about it. I'm so perplexed by exactly that. Why are we not excited? For one, there's nothing even in production. Like, would you not just put all your eggs in this basket right now? Because if you're a true Bachelor fan, 
Bachelor franchise fan, Bachelor Nation, you would be doing that. So I'm shocked. I think it's going to be phenomenal. We need this new stuff. I mean, we're getting all this closure with Peter and, and Kelly and, and Hannah and Tyler and everything. And it's great. And then we're like, okay, time to move on. Let's go on because we should be talking about The Bachelorette, but it's not happening, right? So this is the next best thing. In my mind, I don't know why people are giving it so much shit. I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I'm going to be watching it. We're going to be recapping it yes. again on Rosebud's podcast. But I tell you what, Aaron, if they take away my beloved Bachelor in Paradise, which is <gasps> hands down my favorite TV show Don't even outside of the Bachelor world, yes. in the entire world, if they take that away, I'll be very upset. I'm with you. I went to Revel Social in Denver. Shout out to Sean and Chase. Went there for Peter's finale, and I had the best time at Revel Social. It was incredible, and everybody there was like, oh, if you think this is fun, you wait till this summer when it's Bachelor in Paradise, because at the time, it was still coming on, right? It was still going to be in production, and it still could. I mean, we're not giving up. We're not giving up hope, but they said it is outrageous. Like, the fun is unparalleled. There's no other place you want to be in the world but Revel Social during Bachelor in Paradise. So I really, really want to go back and experience that. 100%. So I, I really hope that that happens. It's a big viewing party. You watch it with all the other oh. Bachelor Nation people. So when I was at Revo Social, you know, there was Team Peter, the, or there was Team Maddie, Team Hannah Ann. It was amazing. We had so much fun. Chase was like doing raffles in between commercials and they were playing music. And it's just like an Instagram haven. If you haven't seen, go to revelsocialdever.com and it is, it'll blow your mind. I'm like, this is Bachelor Mecca. Incredible. I was like, what the, what is that? What is it? What are you talking about? But thank you for the explanation. <laughs> I it. It's a must if you're in Denver. And if Denver's a mecca for Bachelor in general. I mean, look at all the people, you know, besides Blake and Ben, there's so many other people that live in Denver or lived in Denver. So it's uh, it's definitely Bachelor mecca out there. Yeah, Denver and like Nashville's low-key become the spot to be. Right? So who is your number one Bachelor Nation person? A guy and a girl. Uh top oh jesus um <laughs> all right i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna refrain i'm gonna reword that question because i have a okay. juicier answer and then i'll answer that so aaron i think you asked me if there's one person in bachelor nation who could i interview is that what you asked me <laughs> <laughs> sure so it would 100 percent be nick vial and mm -hmm. i tell you why because from the start of rosebuds and like all my friends know this I remember vividly watching the After the Rose or whatever the hell it was when him and Andy Dorfman were doing her thing and he brought up, if you weren't in love with me, why did you make love with me? Yeah. And that moment really stuck with me because I was sitting on my couch alone in the dark and I had no one to react to with and it was a live thing. I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, holy shit, this is before social media was big. So that has always stuck with me and I feel like he never really answered it. So I got to put my money where my mouth is and if ever came on rosebuds that would definitely be the number one question i'm like yo nick uh um, so what was going through your mind when you blew up her spot on national tv like that so that's i need to do that <laughs> for sure and have you met him in person i have not okay so i was at ashley and jared's wedding shower and he ben becca tanya becca tilly carly and evan not joe but kendall and i met nick for the first time and i mean Oh my God. He is so much more attractive in person. Like I was blown away. First of all, he's like, what, six, five. He's so tall. It's insane. Oh, wow. And he just like, he was wearing 
I don't even, I can't even like describe it because my husband is like just downstairs. I'd feel guilty. But he was doing things to me. Like he was definitely doing things to me. And he is just, yeah. So I'm with you on that. I would love, 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 love to interview that man. He is doing amazing things with his podcast. Definitely proud of what he's done. But I did meet Vanessa though. I met Vanessa and I did chat with her about all of it. And she had some very, very interesting things to say. Very interesting. I could say a offline but not here but she's awesome she's a great girl i mean i loved her we still chat and i I love i just adore her and and nick keeps saying i was in love with her i was so in love with her and and uh, i i believe it i mean she was awesome yeah it's funny you say that about the people being well specifically nick that you clearly have the hots for but people being more (laughs) beautiful (laughs) or just like way better looking when you see them in person i will say that has Never hit home truer for me until I interviewed Becca Kufrin in person. And when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, like this girl's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And these people are just like 20 times more beautiful in person. It's unreal. Guys and girls. She is stunning. I met her at Bachelor Live, which uh, did you attend a a Bachelor Live show yet before they canceled it? No, ours was uh, canceled. The best. When they reschedule it, you better go because it was so entertaining. I loved every second. It was amazing. Afterwards, Ben introduced me to Becca and she, yeah, she was super stunning. Just beautiful girl. Garrett, our parents live like 10 minutes away from me. So I made sure to introduce myself to Garrett's mom and she was adorable and the sweetest we had the best time they're just so kind and open and just like seeing and meeting old friends and sydney was there as well and she's just a sweetheart but i have to give a shout out to my friend matt donald that was on your podcast oh yeah (laughs) oh my god is he not so much fun i just love his energy his vibe he was great a funny story that was not told on that podcast so i said you know facetime audio me you know, very clear because I get when you hear the word FaceTime, people think the normal FaceTime, but there's also a function called FaceTime audio. This clown FaceTimes me shirtless. I was like <laughs> all pumped. He like thought this was going to be a, I was like, dude, this is not like, we're not doing a video, shirtless video. Yes. You're going to call me back regular. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Quick story about Matt. So he is from Las Gatos or he was living in Las Gatos when I DM'd him the night that he, that Hannah cut him. Because I was like, Hannah, what are you doing? No. And he was local boy. So, you know, we DM'd. And I was like, hey, I am so sad that you got cut. You were not deserving of that. Wanted to see you on there for a long time. And I said, God, I would love to have you on our show. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. He was the absolute best. And I kept telling her, I was like, no, you don't understand. We're super close by. Like, we can just go in person (laughs) and interview with him. And she's like, yeah, no, that's not happening. (laughs) so funny. I'm like, what? Why? Why not? But shout out to Ben Z, because he actually did meet us in person and gave us an incredible interview. And that man is also drop dead gorgeous. So. Oh, I'm sure he's, uh, we are, oh my God, Ben Zorn. I, we have interviewed him years ago. He, he was fun too. He, is he married now or engaged? He's engaged. Yeah. He has a great uh, girl. I met her at Almost Famous Live podcast. I met her and she's sweet as can be. And they're just adorable together. I just, I love everybody's significant others right now. I mean, they're just, they're so, they're paired so nicely. Ashley and Jared are amazing. I mean, I can't say enough about the Bachelor couples that we have right now. They're all incredible. But 
Matt's story real quick. So I was planning a premiere party for Hannah's season and I asked if Matt would come. And he was like, yeah, if, you know, if I'm in town, if I'm not traveling, I'm, I'm there. And I'm like, there's no way he's coming. And I said, oh my God, he's actually going to be on my birthday. So not only did he come, he sang to me. I have video. <laughs> it was the cutest, wow. sweetest thing ever. And he just, he was the sweetest guy. He just hung out after and just chatting with us and answering all sorts of questions. And we were all just like, you're amazing. I mean, he was just such a sweetheart. I've seen him a couple of times since then, just at events and things like that. And he's met my kids. I mean, I cannot say enough good things about the guy. And I was so pissed the edit he got on Bachelor in Paradise. Not cool. I was angry. I kept texting him, this is not okay. Same with Blake. Same with Blake. I've met Blake a few times and I love that guy. He is such a good guy. The edits are shit. I get so angry. <laughs> you can hear how angry I am right now. I get so burned up about how production will allow these people to look and that they're just like roles. You know, they have to play these certain roles and it's just not fair sometimes. It really isn't. It breaks my heart. Yes, I will address that. But to quickly go back, you know, you're a lucky lady. I feel like a lot of people would get would pay to get serenaded by Matt Donald on their birthday. Oh, I know. <laughs> I felt very lucky. And my husband is so supportive. He's just like, that is the cutest thing ever. Like I showed him the video and he's just like, oh, my God, I love it. And I'll show you the video. It is it is absolutely yes. You bring up a good point about the production, editing, and the filling roles, and I have, again, very vocal about this. The balance of me and my sister as host of The Bachelor World, like, I really obsess and dive into, like, the production and the editing and the storylines because, like, I'm on the tough side that, like, hey, I get it is a TV show and they are casting characters and they are drafting a team and they need good guys and bad guys and different personality types. Like, I really get that and understand it. And I guess I'm to the point where, like, if you're going on this show, you have to understand that, right? I get it. We all want to find love, blah, blah, blah. But you got to be realistic. It's a 1 in 30 shot, okay? So your odds are already against you. Mm -hmm. But you have to realize that you could get a crap edit and be the nicest person in the world. You could be the bitchiest person in the world and get a great edit. Like, it's all how do you player into the storyline fair not fair we'll leave that up to the people to be mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it is it is kind of a crapshoot when it comes to all that yeah it just shows you when you meet them in person you're like god you were nothing like who I thought you were and I've said that so 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 many times it just happens over and over and over again so I stand by what I say everyone I have personally met has blown me away with their kindness and I really appreciate that and so you guys don't judge a book by its cover all the time right never want to do that yep not to go off on another tyrant but I also really support those like the people that go on the show and then do make a little bit of the side income from the Instagram hustle yo I get it Elise said this to me you guys are quitting your jobs you're paying for all of the wardrobe you're giving up financial commitments you're paying for rent you have credit card bills that you're just giving up so if I can sell you know sugar bear hair for a couple <laughs> months afterwards like right. yeah let him do that like alexis waters has the best outlook on it she's like i will literally literally unless it's like harmful to people sell anything like five thousand dollars for example this is just an example for a swipe up ad on instagram you're goddamn right i'm gonna do that wow. so like the Bachelor Nation fans that give them shit for selling the makeup or the toothbrushes, like, let them do it. <laughs> the hell yeah, not? who cares? And just keep scrolling if you don't want to see it. And I just have to speak out about the hate that I'm seeing on Facebook and on Instagram. It's like, 
guys, you don't know these people. You can't tell them to F themselves and you can't tell, like, why? Why would you? I don't understand. Like, you're upset about something. Okay, fine. But you, this is real people, real feelings. I will say that forever because that's how I feel. These are real people that you are affecting their mental health. It is not okay. I'm not going to go off like a Rachel rant right now, you know, but I'm glad that they did give some attention to that. And people are like, oh, well, you know, they can't handle anything but praise. And I'm like, no, they're real people, but they should not be told to go fuck, you know, go fuck themselves. Like that is horrible. Or I wish you were dead. And like all these things that I'm seeing and I'm just, this is disgusting. We have so much negativity in the world right now. We do not need this. I actually opened up a Facebook group called Good Vibes Only Bachelor Nation. And I, yeah, because I'm so sick of hearing and seeing all these comments. It drives me insane. So if you're on Facebook and you want to join our group, Go for it because we need more positivity in that whole realm, I feel. I love it. I've talked your ear off. Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Definitely where to find you, but any other tea you want to spill before we wrap up here? Because I could talk to you for hours, clearly. And you're obviously coming back. And I want you and your sister back when this quarantine is over. Do you promise? I promise. She, you'll want her on. Um, she just sometimes makes me laugh. Like we, I, you talk about like, you know, sometimes we have to edit stuff. Like we'll just start laughing. And then when we get my brother involved, it's a whole side joke where he's producer Joe. And he's just like <laughs> the complete opposite. And he brings dry humor and he has his own bits. And oh. when we get the whole family involved, it's a lot of fun. How I do I want to leave you, Mike? My God, I mean, I guess something I like to talk about is weirdly have broken news over the years, as I'm sure you have, like, and it's so funny that, like, this is big news that we're talking. It's like this TV show. But the one I'm most proudest of is when Tia and Colton were together before Colton went on The Bachelorette. We were one of the first people to kind of divulge that. So that was <gasps> that was that was one of the fun things I loved putting out there in the world. Oh my God, Eddie, that is what, okay, so I lost my train of thought earlier. That's what I wanted to touch on. In Colton's book, he talks all about that. You have to read Colton's book and tell me what you think because he talks about how he slid into the DMs and how they met and had like a weekend together and like before any of that happened. It's crazy. You've got to read the book. Ooh, now I'm in. I'm sold. I will do it. I will, I will get in on that. I mean, yeah, no, Aaron, this has been great. I will say, you know, Rosebud's podcast on Instagram, on Apple, Spotify, you know, you know the rigmarole wherever you are. I encourage people to listen to as many Bachelor podcasts as you can because I do think the good ones like yours, mine, that are separated from official Bachelor Happy Hour, almost famous, we're just so different and we're playing by our own rules and I have a lot more fun with it. So I encourage people to listen to all of them, you know, a little bit here and there and, and really support each other. But we do a lot of fun things i always say my favorite time to do this podcast actually is the off season quote unquote because that's when we do the interviews that's when they're more in depth that's when everyone's willing to spill a little more tea so even though it's just the off season still keep tuning in and then our episode recaps are still my favorite to do because so um it, it's just like you know we I, we got a review the other day it was like love eddie lynn and joe like they're great blah blah like you know, very nice review. Then the last line is, they can be a bit savage, but the pros outweigh the cons. I love that. (laughs) If someone's calling us savage, I will definitely take that as a compliment. Right? (laughs) I know. And let's be honest, is there really ever a Bachelor off-season? I feel like there's never because of Instagram, Facebook. You know, there's just, there's never an off-season. This is as Lauren Zima, who I absolutely adore, will say, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it for real is 100% the gift that keeps on giving. And we are so happy about that. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Eddie. It was an absolute blast, a pleasure. I'm so honored to have you. And I just can't wait to have you and your sister back when all this is over. Yes, best of luck. Be well. Stay inside. Social distance. Wash your hands, people. Take it serious. Yes. Um, but Erin, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Getting Cozy with Erin and on Facebook, Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Eddie. Until next time, stay safe and stay cozy. Bye. Bye.